Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret recurring subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com slash bonus and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. Shout out to all the Jersey whores, L.A. sluts, and Boston babes. You know, the ones who go all, uh, ah, fuck me, hada, eh. <laughs> it's just so not a pleasurable thing to hear me go and do. <laughs> well, this is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Okay, that was a weird thing I did. I, I'm just trying to take chances here. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of my show where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Oh my, we have a weird diving deep back into the well, deep into my history. This week's guest is Jean, the woman who took my virginity. Oh yeah, it's finally happened. I am so stoked to share her with y'all in a bit, but first... You know what we got to do right now. First, we got to do some show dates, people. Show dates. This Saturday, July 14th, I'm competing in a naked roast battle, which is exactly what it sounds like. That's going to be part of Skankfest. Uh, and then next week, July 17th, I will be doing a clothed roast battle at the Soho Playhouse at 10 p.m. But the show dates that matter the most, you know them, people. August 3rd, we're doing a Man Whore Podcast Presents stand-up comedy show at Lucky Jack's at 8 o'clock. And then August 4th, we're doing a live Man Whore Podcast recording at, at the Actors Theater Workshop, 8 p.m. in Chelsea. It's going to be fantastic. Me on stage with not one, no, not two, four. Yeah, four ex-partners, four ex-lovers, four ex-people who don't make out with me anymore on stage, giving it to me for real. And you can attend either or both of these shows. Uh, 
the comedy show is $8 online, $10 at the door. The live man or podcast is $15 online, $20 at the door. And you know what? Want to come to both shows? I know you do. Well, you can online buy a combo ticket for a discount price of just $20. Two shows, two nights of entertainment, 20 bucks. It's a steal. Check out the show notes if uh, of this episode if you want to get the uh, the ticket links. But you can go to manwhorepod.com. You will see the links there. Um, go get your tickets ASAP. We've got limited seating. Okay, now the administrative stuff is out of the way. How am I doing? I'm doing good. Sipping on my whiskey here. I, oh my, I had a first date that was so wonderful. I had a date that lasted 22 hours. I don't, have you ever had one of these before? Have you ever had a date that just, you know, it went on and on and on and it was so wonderful? The entire time, you don't want it to end, but your schedule kind of demands it. That's how I felt. Uh, somebody, <laughs> I slid into someone's DMs. Yeah, I did that thing. I hear people talk about it all the time. It was a blast. And uh, we, it was just, she's another, like, let's just call her a sex professional. We were talking on Instagram and she lives in a city nearby. And it was like, hey, let's get together. Turned out I had access to a car and I was like, oh, you know, I really want to go to the beach. And well, we, after a lot of innuendos about putting things in my butt, it was like, we should hook up. Um, you make me feel squirrely and let's go to the nude beach. So I drove out to her city. We had a very fun night of fooling around. Just lots of me. Oh, just she's a leading lady and we all know Billy likes a leading lady. So it was a, it was a, it was a very sexy night for me, uh, hopefully for her. And then the next morning we woke up early, drove down the Gunnison beach uh, on the Sandy hook of New Jersey, enjoyed a day out on the nude beach which is just oh, always a blast. Caught some rays, you know, had had uh, got myself a little bit of a tan. She sadly got very burnt. But, you know, th- to spend 22 hours with a total stranger is a very intimate experience, especially if you're if one of you is in a different city, because there's almost like a trapped feeling sometimes if it's not going well, because then it's like I can't go or like my flight's not till this day or Ah, uh, you know, it's I'm too drunk to drive home right now. I got to stay over. It can be it can get very awkward. Doing the long distance first date from the internet is very risky. Approach with caution. Luckily it worked out for me. However, there was also a part of this, uh this woman who, you know, I've gone this great first date with. I'm really into it. I would like to see where this goes. Um in more than a, you know, sexual prostate play uh <laughs> way she said something that set me off um that that upset me she said something that hurt my feelings i didn't really like it very much i kind of felt like i was getting diagnosed via text message and i said as much and she didn't take kindly to that at one point i just started feeling kind of gaslit at least to the extent that i understand that term i i started to feel crazy i was like i'm not i i was starting to feel crazy for being upset about what she said because at one point she kind of turned things around and started being mad at me for things I said in response to this shitty thing she said. And I went through this with my last ex way too much. Where, like, there's a lot of times where we would get in the fights, and I always had to be the one who apologized. I was always the one who fucked up. We actually cover this in my 
Patreon bonus episode with comedian uh, Dave Neal. And after the breakup, I told myself I wasn't going to let myself get bullied into those situations again where Billy's the fuck up. Billy has to apologize and Billy's not allowed to be upset. It's fine for me to be the fuck up and have to apologize. Just the part where like we're erasing what has upset me. And I was so nervous that this great first date was going to end there because this woman was not going to be able to recognize a very simple statement. Hey, you said something that made me feel bad. Took a day or two, you know, it took a little bit of time to get past it a little bit like, hey, not texting for a day. Um, But she came around and I was I was really I was really, really happy she did. That was really important to me. She may not understand at this moment how important to me it was to have her say, I'm sorry. Because then it's like, okay, now maybe I can pursue this. And I'm going to, you know, uh, this comes out on Wednesday. So I'll be seeing her tomorrow. And I'm, uh, you know, as of, of the day that you hear this and uh, we'll see how that second date goes. Because she seems pretty fucking cool. She's Polly. Uh, she's cute. She's into, she's not like super vanilla sexually. Not that that's a requirement of mine, but it's like a, totally a bonus. Um. So, yeah. That's what's up with me. You know, what's going on with me in my sex and dating life? I, I got a woman that I can have some fun casual sex with. Uh, there, I've gone on some first dates, seeing where things go. Uh, but this particular woman happens... Uh, actually, tomorrow of the day I'm recording, the, the day you're listening to this, I'm supposed to be doing a stranger play scene from Reddit. We'll see how that goes or if it happens, if she bails. But, you know, but this particular woman seems to stick out to me. And that's exciting because... I haven't had someone who stuck out in that way, in an exciting way, you know, since my ex. So that's where I'm at. Also, watch Nanette. If you have Netflix, which I know you do, if you listen to podcasts, there's no way you don't have a Netflix uh, password. Uh, the, the comedy special Nanette from Hannah Gadsby made me cry such tears and laugh and rethink what comedy can be. And I'm not going to go into a big, long soliloquy about Nanette, but please watch it and then like email or tweet me your thoughts because even if they're negative, but I just want to, I want to talk about it with people because it was just so groundbreaking and revolutionary and just amazing. And this is a special where I tried it once. I watched 10 minutes. I turned it off. I was like, this is boring. And then people insisted I watch the whole thing. I was like, okay. And by the end of it, it was in fucking tears. For good and bad and confused reasons. So, can't recommend it enough. Nanette on Netflix. Friendly reminder, everyone. If you want to email me your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, you can uh, send that on over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Love getting your emails. They're one of the favorite parts of my day. And now it's time for a segment we call Did You Know? Brought to you by hotmovies.com. This is a segment of the podcast where we like to tell you five fun facts about the adult entertainment industry that you may or may not have already known. Did you know? 90s porn star Janine Linda Mulder starred alongside Linda Blair and Ernest Borgnine in the 1988 film Moving Target, which came out a year before I was born. 
<laughs> which you you probably didn't know either of those things. Did you know Deep Throat was the seventh highest grossing movie in 1972 and was seen by many mainstream celebrities like Martin Scorsese, Jack Nicholson, Frank Sinatra, and Jackie Kennedy Onassis in theaters? Oh, my. The only thing I want to know was, did they come during the movie? We may never know. Did you know? While Threesome and Gangbang make the top five uh, most popular search terms for women, neither is even in the top 20 for men. Whoa. That's mind blown. Did you know in 1980, Ron Jeremy appeared as a contestant on Wheel of Fortune? He, uh, he won a trip to Mazatlan. I don't, I don't know where that is. I just hope he didn't rape anyone when he was there. Did you know Professor Simon Luis Lajeunesse? Oh man, I need my Montreal fan horse to help me out here, uh, or or my French ones. Jazz, are you listening, Professor Simon Luis Lajeunesse from the University of Montreal? Attempted to do a study. Oh my God, I've heard about this. This okay. I don't even need to read the thing. This professor attempted to do a study about men who have never watched porn. Uh, but but he couldn't find a focus group cause like or a control group because like he couldn't find men who had never or don't watch porn. Couldn't find it. There weren't enough people. It doesn't exist. You know why? Because all men watch porn. If they say they don't like porn, they're either not admitting it or they just haven't found the porn that they're into. I firmly believe this. I think if you th- if you only have seen like Max hardcore gaping asshole porn, then maybe you think that is what porn is, in which case maybe you're like, oh, this porn's not for me. And then you think porn isn't for me. And I say hashtag not all porn. I say there's plenty of stuff that isn't fucking hardcore triple penetration stuff. And you know where you can find some other tip- different types of pornography? Hotmovies.com. I love it when the sponsor just seamlessly fits right on in. Hotmovies.com is a fabulous place that has all sorts of uh, adult entertainment films, whether they be, uh, you know, opposite sex. They got plenty of same sex stuff. To all my bi boys asking me where their porn is, Hotmovies.com, I checked. They got plenty of it. And you can enjoy 20 free minutes when you sign up uh, for any package at Hotmovies.com slash bonus and use the promo code MANHOR when you sign up. Again, go to hotmovies.com slash bonus, enter promo code MANHOR to get 20 extra minutes on top of any package. You can even do their free trial, which turns a 20, and when you use my promo code, that turns their 20-minute free trial into a 40-minute free trial. Give it a try, hotmovies.com slash bonus, enter code MANHOR, do it. And now for this week's guest, Gene. Oh my. This episode I have been trying to make happen for years. But she's been on the fence. Finally got her to say yes. She was very excited to do it. And I'm not going to go into a big long thing about our history. We get into it. If you listen to every episode of this show, you have heard it at some point. But uh, it was bizarre. I haven't seen her in eight years. We hadn't had sex in 11 years. So it was um it was a surreal meetup with this gal. And I'm just going to let y'all hear me 
Talk to the woman who took, who insisted upon my virginity. The dear, dear, dear Jean. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, there was, there was sex. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Oh, yeah, no, we're fine. Oh, we're, we're going. We're on. We're on. Okay, sorry. I find a point to fade in. Oh, I thought you'd be like, we're 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 here. I didn't know you were okay. Well, you know, either you know, you go either one of us goes on about some nonsense that's not interesting until right. we that, or we're just here now. Uh, either way, there's look, there's no way of making this seem normal. What yeah. we're doing, right? So this I is fit, why I've avoided this for so long. Yeah. So I, what made you change your mind? Because like you were, I've asked you before, and I've gotten no's, maybe's. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally, you finally flipped. Yeah, okay. So, so I was like, I got to rent a car. <laughs> two reasons. One, like your hustle and trying to get me to do this. Really respect that. I was like, and also like, I mean, you know, I'm a designer and like, this is like an art form. So I understand like you want people to be involved and like, I get that kind of thing. And also finally, my husband was like, I actually don't give a shit. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, I kind of want to do this. And everyone I talked to was like, you should do it. It's. Super fun. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was he the first hindrance? Like when I, uh, the first time, because the first time I asked you, I think you were still engaged, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely engaged. Um, Yeah. He was sort of like, because he's actually really like easygoing, very open-minded, like super cool. So I was kind of surprised that he was like felt weird about it. And I was like, I really like, Billy's like a really, he's like a good guy. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. And he's like, and he kept being like, whatever, do whatever you want, do whatever you want. And I was like, but it was the do whatever you want, right. where it's like, it's, there's a consequence exactly. if you do one of them. And then I call this bluff. Oh, actually, I think I know what the real, what the real thing is. He wants to go skydiving. And I'm like super freaked out about it. No, I'm super, super like, I'm good. He's going to die. I'm going to be a widow at 29. This is going to blow. He was like, I'm doing it. Cause I had said for so long, please don't do it. Please don't do it. And he's like, I'm doing it. And I was like, well, I'm doing the podcast. And he was like, all right. So I think we had this mutual understanding. Like, let's not hold each other back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it. You right. know, however we get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So four and a half years later, this this show is still not an easy sell yeah. to uh, <laughs> to right. these women. Yeah. 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 But uh, but you're here, Gene. Thank you for uh, thanks for being on. Thank you finally. for having me. I'm pretty excited. Yes. Yeah. Episode number two hundred twenty-two, but uh, but, but woman number one. <laughs> That's right. It all started here. You're welcome, world. Yeah, it started at a party where I drove two hours. Oh, what a weird! Oh my god, that was so. One of the reasons I was like, I'm definitely gonna hug up with them. You showed up in a black Escalade. I think it was an Escalade, like those. You know, it was big yeah, cars. my mom drove an Escalade yeah. at the time. I was like, super cool. That's so hot. Oh, <laughs> ew. It's such a your area of where you grew I up know. type of reason to fuck I know. somebody. I know. I'm really oh, sorry. his car. Oh, I'm so gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Young. Was I like 17? No, uh, I think I was 18. It was the summer after we graduated high You're school. You're right. I was 18 years old. So I was fresh. I actually figured it out while I was driving up. It was July 17th. 2007 that totally makes sense yeah because i was, was like a tuesday night right I was when like, all virginities get lost oh my God. on a tuesday night yeah it was night. The summer my parents were gone for the summer mm-hmm. and i had a party um yeah and i had been having sex for like mm, 
four months at the time, but I thought he was an expert. I was like, don't worry, I'll show him. <laughs> well, a, a mutual f- a friend of ours had been trying to get us together for, I guess, longer than your four months. You know, oh, I wonder if that was a fucking thing. I'll come back to that yeah. thought theory later. Yeah, but circle a, back. a mutual friend of ours, Kelsey, yep. went to my boring school. Right. And she's from your hometown. So she went to your high, went to high school with you, right? She went to high school with me for two years. But we Before she came up. Okay. Yeah. So she, uh, my senior year started being like, oh, Bill, you got to hook up with my friend Jean. Because I was a big loser. Yeah. I don't you know. Were wh- so shy. Painfully shy. I was painfully shy for one, just bare at base standard. But that right. night I'm extra shy because I'm at some party where I don't know anyone. Right. And everyone kind of knows. Why you're there. They're just like, oh, some fucking weirdo drove two hours to fuck our friend Gene. Okay. <laughs> so like, I was a little shy also because I knew that. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair. But yeah, no, but I was fair. like a total loser in yeah. high school. I mean, I wouldn't say you were a loser, but. Not when you met me necessarily. Yeah. But like, basically. From you age- didn't know how good looking you were. When you were younger, like you didn't get it. Like you were so uncomfortable in your own skin, but you were very attractive, but you didn't really understand that. So it was like this kind of adorable juxtaposition of like quirkiness, but like very attractive. I think you just nailed my psyche entirely because I won't ever yeah. acknowledge what I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was weird because everyone was like, he's super hot, but he like doesn't say he's like super uncomfortable in did like, people it, call me hot yeah yeah congratulations okay yeah once my friend said that i was like okay we're definitely having sex all my friends think he's hot and he drives a car here we are and he drives a car don't worry i grew up a little oh i hope yeah, i did um why, why'd you did you get married because he has an escalate is no, that okay. no not at all he's from delaware like middle of nowhere delaware sure. very like humble dude yeah, yeah. Well, our friend was bugging me like a good chunk of senior year. There's like, oh, you got to hook up with my friend Jean. You should yeah. hook up with my friend Jean. I should right. set you up with her. Other people, she said, she mentioned something about, uh, I, I, won't, I don't even know the name of the company, so I don't think I could out him if I tried. But yeah. just like, yeah, his dad, uh, her, her dad works in oil yeah, and like yeah. is a top executive thing. Yeah. So all the guys. Oh, they were like, you got to go. And they were all like, Billy, marry her now. Oh my God, I remember this now. Yes, yes, They were all yes, like, yes. marry her now. Get in on that oil money. And Kelsey's trying to be like, Billy, show up my friend Jean because she's great and she's fun and she's like, you know, out yeah, there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if she, Kelsey knew I'm, I was painfully virginous and if maybe she knew you were still a virgin, knew I was a dude who wasn't going to dick you over. Right. Because even if you had sex with me once, I wasn't going to be some asshole. No. Other than start, other than starting a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, right. So I think what if what if Kelsey's intention was we'll have Gene lose her virginity to nice guy Billy, and right. Billy can finally say a woman touched him. <laughs> she was really trying to help you out. She was. Well, she, she just really was, was very like you know around everyone. She was like fairly insistent. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Thanks, Kels. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so sweet, which made me go like, oh, what's the catch? And this pre Facebook because was like, there a catch? I, did, I don't know. What's the catch? I don't know. Oh, OK. Um, I, that's when someone's insistent upon the thing. Right. Also, it's pre Facebook. We can't quite you, can't, like, you couldn't you couldn't uh, like scan or I don't know what you were able to do. But at hide. They had we had like proxies where we had to like if we wanted to check well, then, Facebook, we had to like go on a proxy site and you couldn't really look at pictures properly. So it was really just to, I like definitely do, got sent a picture of you. You probably did, but I didn't really get to see. Oh, a, I got to see like a far. So wait, what was our first meeting? Was your party? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so slutty of me. Yeah, you know, good for me. But 
we were supposed to meet during the spring break in the March before that. But uh, there was a basketball game in New London. The, the, our, our girls team made it to the like semifinals. So I decided to drive up there um, during that break to go like watch them, hopefully like win, go mm-hmm. to whatever. Kelsey was Dan Hunt at the time. Yep. So they were going to meet up. And then my friend Ryan, he was coming and Kelsey was going to bring Sarah, who has now been on this podcast. Sarah was on this podcast? Yeah. And then we'll and the idea was Ryan and Sarah would hook up and then you were supposed to come. So we would hook up oh. and then Kelsey has an excuse to be hanging with Hunt. And then you uh, Ryan ended up just deciding not to come. Did I bail? You, you woke up sick. Oh. So Sarah and I kind of awkwardly got put together <laughs> and did. And you met me. Yeah. I'm not going to flirt with anyone unless they're overt with right, me. Right, right, right. You needed like some serious cues. Yeah, I need cues to know that like someone's into me because right. otherwise, why would they be? Right, right, right. And so I, and then we went back to, I think it was like Hunt's place afterwards. And we're all like fake watching a movie, I guess. And Kelsey and Hunt leave at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then that just leaves me with this girl, Sarah. So I, somehow we ended up making out. I don't know how. I never knew this. This is awesome. Yeah. And so we, it didn't really progress much past that because it was like, a, very nervous. So yeah. I didn't know how to do anything. Right. And uh and then there was that. I didn't know you and Sarah hooked up. That's too funny. Yeah. And then and then I went to London uh, like a couple years ago and she did the show. Does she have a British accent now? No. Okay. No. But she has a, a very nice boyfriend. Oh, okay, uh, great, great, great. Yeah, who was also very kind to let me like come into their home. Yeah, oh, was he to, there when this He was like in a living room. Like okay. we went into a bedroom to oh, do it. Oh, okay. And yeah. So cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that so it was very interesting. Uh have you ever been like was Kelsey that Insist- like, w- w- was she the type to like try to put people together? With- I mean, she's a very strong-willed person. She's a very strong-willed woman. Um, yes. <laughs> she gets what she wants. So she, yeah, she was. She was like, "You really need to hang out with Billy. He's so cool. He's so good-looking." Blah blah blah. And uh, she was like, "But he's super, super shy." And I was like, "Oh, so he's super awkward." <laughs> Wait, did Kelsey call me good-looking? Yes, because I also had like a mild crush on Kelsey back. Yeah, once upon she a did time. call you good-looking. Okay, my my thoughts on this whole thing is maybe changing a bit. Yeah. Because okay. originally I thought I was just like she was trying to dump off the awkward guy with like maybe her friend who for like whatever reason maybe she doesn't trust the types of dudes you get, were getting with. Right. Maybe you weren't getting with dudes. Right. Didn't know. Didn't get an explanation. Right. But I always thought this was more of a like a, a putting two things that she didn't think were doing well on their own together. Okay, I was doing just fine on my own. Okay. Just want to make that very clear. Okay. And second of all. We get um, it, Gene. You fucked. Yeah, we got yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing extremely well. Okay, um, I don't know why she was so insistent. Honestly, um, yeah. I also didn't know if maybe you were like the easy friend where you was like, well, you know, Gene will fuck people, and uh, Billy needs it. I so part of me thought maybe it was that. Yeah, I don't know. There could be there could be some truth. I think I had this bonus episode that, with Kelsey. I think is yeah, have we really to need to bring her in and get her thoughts on this because like maybe I'm not remembering things correctly, but I think there was like a window of like four months after I graduated where I just like went nuts, and uh, you were part of that. You okay, were, you were there for that. <laughs> Fun, fun. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you remember from that night? Um Besides I, the black escalade, you Yeah. I remember we started making out in my kitchen. Uh-huh. And then we this is terrible. We went to my mom parents' room. You insisted on your parents' room, yeah, which I, I found strange. To this day, when I retell this, I'm just like, I don't know why we're in the parents' room. She has her own room. <laughs> I know. She's in a mansion, so it's like, it's not like her I think room's that not just good. Had, like, the better room. And I think also there was, I still, this is super irresponsible, but I had so many people at the party still. Yeah. I think they were all at that end of the house, and I wanted to go to the other end of the house. Okay. And I remember my sister knocked on the door at one point. Do you remember that? No. All I remember is being a deer in headlights in that bedroom, 
not sure what was going to happen, trying to respect my own boundaries yeah, yeah, and yeah. see what goes down. No, you were um, you were a very sweet lover. Like you were very kind. Well, you know, you, it's hard to be that much of an asshole in seven seconds. Yeah. <laughs> It's- right. That's a really fair point. Um, yeah, you were super nice. But yeah, my sister knocked on the door in the middle of it because like too many people had showed up. And so that was like a whole situation. So I had to like leave the room for a bit. Uh, just like left you hanging there. Well, yeah. I think you also left to go get a condom oh, that yeah, I yeah. told you we did not need. Right, right, right. Because it was one was- of my dad's like 10 year old condoms anyways. Like- oh, gosh. <laughs> that's probably not good. I was like, I got one. You were like, uh, I don't know what that. I don't know if that's gonna work. Well, did you also know that like I didn't I mean, do you remember having to put it on? Yes. Because I didn't know what the fuck I'm oh, doing. That's right. I had no sex ed. Yeah, that's you had no sex ed? <laughs> we had no sex ed at Hyde. Huh. Zero. I'm surprised. I feel like it was kind of a progressive school. It's pretty, it's like hippy dippy, but I think they like I I think they just forgot where they just were like, ah, eh, right. we don't need to. Whatever. Yeah. Because I the only sex ed I got was once a year, Pam Birchie would come to the guy's dorm hold a, uh, a a male door meeting and she would explain the statutory rape laws of Connecticut. Oh, so that's, that's, that was my sex ed. That's terrible. That's the only thing. And you have such a healthy attitude towards sex now. How? Yeah. I don't know if I'm overcompensating or what, mm-hmm. but interesting. Yeah. I think you have to be analyzed. Psychology analyst. Um, yeah. You didn't know how to put on a condom. Definitely had to help you up with that. Um, but it was actually for have. For losing their virginity to someone, it was not a terrible experience. Like a couple, you know, I've taken, mm, I had sex with like three other people. You mean the, the experience of taking virginity? Yeah, losing. like okay. I was like, it wasn't awful. You know what I mean? Like I assumed it was going to be pretty bad, but it wasn't. <laughs> okay. So good job. <laughs> well, what was your, what was your, what was this four month craziness period after, you know, as high school was ending? Yeah, I like. Did something drastically change or did you just do a simple switch from blowjobs to fucking? Right. Um. I think it was like, you know, when you first lose your virginity and then all the, you just like want to have all the sex afterwards. No, like, I don't. Cause that's not how that's I not felt. What happened? No. Did I traumatize you? Was it awful? I, I wasn't traumatized. All right, okay. So to make sure. Um, I've been raped and I still wasn't traumatized by that. Oh Christ. Come okay. on. Um, takes we'll a lot. Go back to that. Yeah. It takes uh, a lot to phase me. Oh, good. Okay. No. So I think once you lose your virginity, like, I mean, I know I've asked a lot of other people this but you just go crazy afterwards because you're like whatever broke the seal the awkwardness Uh is over i kind of know what i'm doing and And you're getting ready for college you're getting ready for college and you're like i'm gonna be the one who knows how to have sex but it's like i've been having had me having sex for like four months so (laughs) i didn't have much on you well you seemed you seemed very experienced did i well in the in your insistence until you make it in your insistence and enthusiasm You know what I mean? It's so embarrassing. Yeah. So like that, I, th- I felt like that was why I was like, oh, maybe this is like, you know, she she bangs a lot of people. Good for her. Yeah, power and all right, that right, stuff. Right. <laughs> not really. I mean, I think you were like my fourth. Yeah. It's not a lot. <laughs> Early enough that you can remember people's order in line. Well, I got married pretty young, so I can name every single person in order. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think after a certain age, like, yeah, you start to just like forget. Sure. But I <laughs> well, stopped. What, what was your virginity loss like? Um... It was with my first serious boyfriend in high school. He was a junior. Um, I actually really was like, he was like definitely my first love. Um, we Real love or high school love? Um, honestly, like to this day, I think he's one of the best guys I've ever known. Mm. Like 100% can't believe he's not snatched up. Super cool guy. Um, he worked at the Starbucks in, in 
where I lived. He drove a black Escalade. No, no. he didn't. <laughs> he did not drive back a black Escalade. Um, and we had sex one day after school before his shift at Starbucks. And he was so excited that we had sex afterwards. He ordered everyone in Starbucks Chinese food for dinner. <laughs> yep. And then he he looked back at what he was getting paid hourly at Starbucks. Like, actually, you know, <laughs> it was like, can I maybe get that? not? Yeah, exactly. He tried to do what he sees in the movies where people go like, round on the house. And he just <laughs> forgot, like, I'm 16. What, 16? <laughs> I have a 16-year-old bank account statement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was my... And was was it night? Like, what was, no, what was, was the was... sex itself like? Um, k- Kind of depressing. Kind of, like... Um, I just remember it lasted for all of like three seconds and he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. It just makes it worse when someone keeps apologizing after because uh-huh. you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad, but like it, it was pretty bad. Um, but he was so sweet that I think I thought it was good. Okay. You know? Now, are you all doing four? Do you, do you have the, are you doing foreplay yeah, for it? Like, is it? Yeah. I mean, I gave him a blowjob and then he had finally figured out where my clit was. <laughs> It's very exciting for that's, him. At 16, that's, a, he's that's way a ahead of the deal. game. And I told people that, and they're like, there's no way he knew what that was. And I was like, no, he did. I think he like Googled it. He may not have known what it was, but he found the yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's he was what's like, important. Exactly. He was like, I think this thing works. And I was like, yeah. There are 26-year-olds who still don't know where the fucking thing is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely put out a PSA just for everyone. <laughs> at some point, but we're so far. Oh, gosh. We're far from, you're right. We're far, we're far from that. As a, uh, for sex ed in this country. Oh, gosh, is it dismal. Do you, it's pretty you know, bad. it's like uh, only... Believe it's it's either thirteen or seventeen. I always get weird number switching on it, but I think it's thirteen states in the country require that sex ed be quote medically accurate. No. Yeah. That's depressing. Everyone vote in the midterms. Seriously. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. And and we wonder why people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Or don't exactly. know how to communicate or how consent works or any yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. So now, now how how long were you like? What were you like with guys before then? Like, have you always been? You came off to me as very confident. Yeah. Again, another reason why I thought Kelsey suggested because you seem like enthusiastic. Because I would push you out of your confident zone. I mean, I don't know that pushing out of one out of one's comfort zone is like the best thing to do. No. With someone you just meet at a party who's a virgin. You <laughs> were into fine. it too. Let's not let's not let's not let's not play that. I was excited to come full around, but I did also was like. Hey, I'm a virgin. I'd like to leave you a virgin. You said that? I texted it to you. I also said it in the bedroom at least once. Mm. It was kind of like like the comical shortening version of retelling that I remember is like, hey, by the way, like, uh, I'm this. Uh, hey, I don't want to actually have sex sex tonight. And you were like, great, I'll go get a condom. And I'm just like, I don't know. You heard. No. OK, I guess this is happening. See, that's really surprising to me because that's like not how I remember it. How do you I would do, do tell? Yeah. Um, I just remember you being very like along for the ride, like very casual about everything. Yeah. Because I remember at one point, like someone knocked on the door and like we stopped and I was like, we don't have to, you know, like we can just not do this anymore. And you were like, no, it's fine. And I was like, All right. well, like I love making out, like yeah, making yeah. out. Fun- at the time I was just starting making out. You had probably been like, I don't know, the, the, the eighth person, eighth person I'd made out with ever. Yeah. Right. Like it was like depressingly low enough that I was like, so counting like, Oh, I got to make out this person. Got to kiss this. I almost made out with that person. Right, but then right. she went on two four. So we couldn't make out. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, um, so I was very excited for that. And to do things, I just didn't, I, I didn't want to like have the PI, PIV intercourse. Mm. Yeah. Got it. And so when I said, and I, and I've experienced this like over the years, 
Or like if I, especially when I was in college, uh, especially if I was in college with like older women, I would say, oh, by the way, let's go upstairs. But like, I, I don't want to have sex because I, I wouldn't usually fuck the first time. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And they would think, oh, he's just saying that. Or he's just saying that to like seem, you know, safe yeah, me, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe that's what I thought. I don't know. Because you were so calm and sweet. Like you, you know, so it just didn't seem like you were. Well, I was very grateful that somebody wanted to be naked with me. So, oh, okay. Like, I was just like, okay, cool. It's like, cute chick wants to get naked with me. Fantastic. Yeah. You were very, I will say, you were very passive leading up to it. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I'm it, still very passive. Are you? <laughs> I'm I very much a follower. Yeah. And I, and most of the guys I'd been with at that point were not passive at all. So, I think I was like, I guess I have to be like, the aggressive on here like yeah. i didn't you know what i mean i was like i don't know how this goes i've always been into a leading lady yeah and i was i was i, I mean at sev- 17 or 18 years old like you don't you think there's you almost feel like there's certain roles you have to play in the bedroom uh-huh. like do you have to be the aggressive one or do you have to be the passive one where you can just like be yourself um and i think i thought like oh i i have to take the lead here yeah um because this fucking virgin doesn't know right, what he's doing. Right, he is like super just kind of like agreeable. Like you were just kind of like, okay, yeah. sure. And I was like, ah, I guess I'm making all the fucking decisions here. Like, you know. <laughs> Welcome to gender equality, right. Gene. Right, exactly. I was like, cool. Is this the future? Fuck yeah. Yeah. What other types of rules were, you know, did you used to play into like that? Well, it's just all the guys I had been with had been very much like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I have lots of sex and like this is like right. I, I'm the leader here. I can do this. And yeah. I was like, oh, cool. all right. You know, and I, I wish I had been more. Uh, I think you were the first time I had been very much like, I'm in charge. Sure. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of those like unspoken rules that we think are rules and they aren't rules, right. but we're all too terrified to speak yeah. out loud to each other. That's what we should say to kids about sex. Speak like, out loud to yeah, each other? Yeah, exactly. Communicate. And there are no rules. You don't have to be a certain way in the bedroom. Exactly. Just be yourself. Whatever, whatever is fun and hot for you is what you should be doing, not right. whatever else. Because yeah. had I really picked up on your sense of like, I'm not ready for it, I probably wouldn't have been like, I don't think I would have been into it. Like now that would be such a turnoff. I'd be like, oh, you should go. You know what I mean? But at the time I was like, so would you- no, we're having sex. We're in a dark room and we're both naked. <laughs> yes, this were. is what you're supposed to do. Yes, you were. Yeah. Well, now, but now would that have been the thing if, if I had been more vocal to say, oh, I don't want to fuck tonight. Would that have been the kibosh to all things? Or would, do you think you would have been down to? I don't know if I was like emotionally mature enough to not take that as a rejection. Sure. Um. So I think I probably would have been like, all right, well, like, let's just go drink with my friends and like, yeah. maybe you'll leave or maybe you won't. You and, know? D- and don't you find that interesting that you know, and because I've had, I've had women sometimes say this to me, or they ask like, "Wait, do you not want to fuck me because you don't think I'm cute?" I'll be like, yeah. "No, it's because I just met you. I don't know, and uh, right. I'm trying to have sex that like my instincts are like." Yeah, fuck now this per- I would understand that. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." But even I mean, even my gr- husband wouldn't have sex with me for two months while we started dating. Two months, he was like, "Nope, nope, we're not like we we're, we're gonna have to talk about that in a little bit." Yeah, uh, but there. But just the idea, like, I've had some women who take it personally, and I'm like, oh, no, like, fucking take your pants off. I want to eat your pussy. Like, let's do this. I just, like, let's fuck next time after I've learned how your body works. Definitely would not have been able to understand that at 18 years old. Right. And I I don't think my my thought process was that sophisticated then. There was a... Well, I don't know. Did you know there was another woman I was seeing? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. But we were all, like, lovey-dovey and both virgins. Yeah. So the fairy tale in both our heads was the... The uh, losing it to each other, right? And That's then I cute. fuck, I fucked that one up. Yeah, no, I guess I, I like, I, like, I guess I fucked. I that like one the, up. Cute, the face on her face. <laughs> she made a face of like, oh, that's cute. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I guess I fucked that one up for you. Nah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, but 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 on the 
on the taken as a rejection thing, women would see that as a rejection, but a guy gets told, oh, well, let's not fuck. I don't want to have sex tonight, but we can do other things. Right. We don't. We aren't trained to take that as a rejection. We're trained, seen to take that as we respect our boundaries and then do certain things. Right. Right. Like we're we're almost always expecting to be. We're prepared for rejection. It's for, true. As soon as I come, my cock comes out of my mom's right? twat. I'm prepared for, for rejection. rejection every day. Yeah, yeah. Because we're taught like, look, they probably don't want to fuck you, right. and you have to try to trick them in a way. You want to know why? You, why that is? Because a woman can go out any night of the week and say i'm gonna get laid and she'll probably get late like yeah. there's a 98 percent chance that a man will go out and say i'm gonna get laid tonight and there's like a 30 percent chance he'll get laid now and with that and and you know i've made that point and some women go like yeah but he's gonna be this then yeah I, hey we didn't talk about quality no I we just, just said like, the act of it happening right. in an instant if you Even want if, it you will probably be able to go get if it. if you don't want it sadly there's a high chance that it could happen as well exactly so it's like that's gonna happen uh but we're prepared to know we're we're raised to think oh we gotta kind of trick them or find a way or woo them or buy them right i think that's uh very interesting yeah yeah and we're women i'm not gonna say this for all women because i know i'll get a lot of shit for it but like <laughs> You don't have so a public email fearful, address for them to send to. Are like so to fearful of, of sexual rejection. It is yeah. like the height of rejection. It's like just under like you're ugly. Yeah. Or those kind of go together, I guess, all the time. <laughs> because if you're being rejected, there has then, to be a then, reason. Then you're then it must be that you're unattractive. Now, if you didn't want to fuck me that night, I'm not allowed to like try. I'm not supposed to. I'm not allowed to like hound you as you, to why. Like, yeah, exactly. Because I'd be like, that's creepy. Like get like right. Back just off. say take the note. Whereas in you, you know a woman and I only speak. I'm gonna say this. From experience, so I'm not generalizing women, but saying in my experience, I will get questions. Even the most sex positive, awesome woman will still like have at least a question. Like, I need a follow up here. Why don't they'll you just say sex? why? Yeah. Even if it's and and I may say what the reason is, and they're oh, okay, totally fine, cool. And some might be like, but but do you not think I'm I don't pretty? need to be a dick? But do you say yeah. no just for a sense of like control? And like that you've made this decision, like you're in the driver's seat. Uh, I don't try to use. I mean, it's hot when somebody wants me when they can't. Okay. Uh, but that goes for like gay men or whomever. I'm right. just, I just want to be told I'm pretty. That's yeah, yeah. My sexual orientation is call me pretty. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. um, All right. No, I don't. I don't use that as like a move as much as just like I want to have sex. It used to be a firm rule I gave myself tail end of college, short, you know, first few years out of college. Um, then it started being a guideline because I started trusting my judgment better. And now it's like, it's still just, it's just kind of naturally, I just do what I'm excited for. So I want to okay. have, I want to fuck people. You have no agenda. Yeah. I want to fuck people who I want to fuck because I want to fuck them. Right. Not just because I'm hard and they're consenting. Okay. That oh, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to just like fuck a hole. Like that's not, I'll look, I'll eat most people's pussy. That's just a good time. That's but, interesting to me that that's because that's me is like way more intimate. Right. There is that. My, there's a lot of people who take who flip them and go, well, totally. for me, I don't know what it is. But yeah. for some reason, PIV is the more intimate thing. It's fairly arbitrary um, because I can't really come up with a good logical reason right. without making a hierarchy of um, sex acts, yeah. which causes all sorts of problems. Right. Because then that maybe invalidates, say, mutual masturbation. Who knows what? But that is just the line I have for myself. So I, okay. but I do like saying it in knowing that I am going to respect my own boundaries because there's a time when I didn't used to do that. And then yeah. I would not feel great afterwards. 
Um, I'm sure. I mean, you, we've all got. I mean, we've all done. That, yeah, we've right? all woken up and be like, oh, I can't believe I fucked that guy. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so I just didn't want. And I've had times where I was like, I can't believe I had sex with that that girl. And then like, I I don't want to. I didn't want to have those, so I stopped doing that. And right. I felt way better about my sexual choices. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Right. No, I definitely went through a phase in college where I was just like having sex to like feel good about myself. And now that I look back, and now I'm like very confident person, and I just like it sucks that it like you know when you're at the probably the most curious about your sexuality you're probably at the most insecure Mm -hmm. so it's just like creates all of these like one night stands and things that you look back and you're like was that a waste of time or was it like a cool memory and like maybe that's why i'm in a stable good relationship now i don't know and and you're also uh, sadly like we don't and it's just starting to happen now but there used to be a time where like a woman couldn't just have a one night stand that was also fun even if it's like a woman who's looking for because what was it like you can have one night stands but then you're that girl who just fucks and you don't want relationships right and it's like but you know you can want a relationship have one night stand it doesn't get in the way of this no, goal no. if so long as it was fun and right exactly had a good time. yeah yeah agreed <laughs> and how long have you been with the husband um what year is it uh, eight years okay yeah eight years holy shit i know it's not really long <laughs> wow so yeah, there's we, like college yes we started so we were friends um we met and you've been married how long five years but five years in november okay um but uh we were friends for like two years we were dating other people um and we like hung out with the same group of people and then one summer we were both single and staying at fordham and started hanging out this was the summer before senior year and then we moved in together after we graduated and here we are oh yeah there's just like a good like good big chunk of time you've skipped Sorry. over but okay. um so yeah, we got engaged <laughs> and we got married in 2013 and we've been living here ever since but there wasn't ever like a thought about like how old y'all were um, yeah, so it's funny when we tell people that we were getting married, they'd either assume that I was pregnant or we were super religious, mm. um, which is obviously neither. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, unless that religion is black escalates. Hey! Exactly. I was super into that. That was my first religion. <laughs> um, yeah, people would always ask us, like, you know, you're getting married. So they always had this like wide eyed um, expression on their faces, which kind of pissed me off. Because no one gets married in their 40s and they're like, wow, you're getting married so old. And it's like, you never say that to anyone. That's fucking rude. And I think um, the reason that we, one of the re- obviously we love each other, okay. but both of us are really good at monogamy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, that's something I'm good at. Um, I'm like just, a skill. Like, some guys are good at yes. cooking and you're really good at monogamy. No, I really, and I know that sounds really <laughs> stupid, but it's like, I don't, I think most people shouldn't get married. Mm. Um, I think it really works for us right now um i'm not saying that nothing bad will ever happen i never would never say that we're not perfect um but it really really works for us and we're both really old souls so like it just it felt it felt right and i think a lot of my friends were like you're gonna be the last to get married like there's no way you're gonna you know is that because you were like the party girl yeah and i was like super anti getting married and like whatever and i got married the, the, the earliest so i mean never say never i guess huh yeah that's wild. Now, what was this whole two-month rule he gave you? So, <laughs> we started hooking up, and we would just make out, make out. And I was like, I... And at that time, I was, like, not pushy about it at all. Because I was like, whatever. He's one of my good friends. I'm not going to be, like, aggressive. Um, and then... She had grown. I had grown up into a very mature 21-year-old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I remember one night, we had gone out. We were making out. We went into my bedroom. And I started to take off my clothes. And he was like, listen... Um, 
I just want to be exclusive before we have sex. And I was like, what? Because no guy had ever said that to me before. Like, I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? He's like, I think that we should have the discussion about what we are before we have sex. And I was like, dude, we've been hanging out for like two months. Like, we're, you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, he was like very cautious about doing that. He wouldn't touch any of the parts. He- uh no he would it was college like you, you know he would definitely he must have fingered you on yeah, a dance floor 100%, once yeah hundred percent like we were all doing that stuff but like when okay. it would come time to like to fuck to fuck he was just he'd be like all right um i gotta go i'm gonna you would like put everything on and finally when i was like why don't you want all of this and he was like yo you need to calm down um because once again it was like am i is this a rejection like what right um and it was also confusing because it obviously wasn't a rejection because he was like wanting to hang out all the time yeah um yeah he just is like a very good kid right i don't know but again reverse the roles and you were holding out for two months you know you're just enforcing some arbitrary rule from sex in the city and he's not allowed to question it exactly and he can either you know stay or go right um but i respect him for doing that now that i look back he um, wasn't a virgin, right? No. No, he just was only into having him in monogamous, monogamous relationships. Yeah, so okay. he wasn't a virgin, very sexually open person, but very much about being with one person at one time. How sexually open was he at 21? Do tell. Um, <laughs> I mean, he hold, he was one of those people who would try anything, um, but he but he wanted it to be with just one person. Like, he wasn't the kind of guy who was, like, having one night stands. Sure. It's just when I, when people under the age of, like, 23 talk about being sexually explorative i'm like yeah but how explorative can you have been you haven't been like doing this legally long enough right so like what like were you all very what i I say when i say that i mean he like he'll hear about how other people's sex lives and he's like the least judgmental person ever okay cool 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 cool. yeah yeah he doesn't get weird about the no 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 no. and if and if i were to be like hey let's um hang from the ceiling and like i don't know do something really fucked up and weird he would be like okay like like, definitely explore that yeah i gotta go by a fixed point then we'll get the right rope yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like totally, like <laughs> exactly. He's just very open person. Um, but yeah, does that carry out into other places? I'm, I take it with the skydiving. He he likes doing a yeah. variety of things. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a very he's open skydiving person. right now. Is that the agreement? No, <laughs> no, he's doing it. Ju- he's doing it July 28th. My sister actually. <laughs> okay, and I haven't decided if I'm going to do it or not. But oh, yeah. Please, 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 just if you do, don't die because that's all. I've never, well, I've never I'm had like, to take an episode down. I feel like that would be very you weird. You can keep it up if I do not make it. You I have, have my lawyer. Consent. You, you can hear it. Yeah, you I want hear my that words right to now. live yeah. on. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. And there was never, uh, never. So five years now. Five years. That's a long time for your twenties because that's your twenties. That's exactly. And has it all been easy? Um. No. And I get nervous because, like, I definitely did the wild child thing and, like, had my one night stands and he didn't. So I get nervous that he never experienced that part of life. And part of me loves him so much. And I'm like, you should experience that. Like, I almost feel bad, you know, that he never got to. And, you know, I, I guess I get a little nervous that in the future he'll have some sort of, like, midlife crisis. And I and I wouldn't be able to blame him. I'd be like, yeah, would I get you, it. Would you potentially give him a hall pass? I I so when I first got married, I was like cheating, absolutely not. Like that's a deal breaker. And now that I've gotten well, older, well, let's let's just clarify cheating. You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm talking about two very different. That's totally things. fine. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Would for... I give him a hall pass? Yeah, which would not be cheating, right? Potentially. Potentially. That that idea of a hall pass just made me think about how I was like a hard rule, no cheating. Like it's done. Yeah. And now as I get older, I'm like, oh, life's not that 
black and white. It's just like, it's just way more complicated. You know? I appreciate you recognizing that difference because I think there's a lot of things, especially whether it's poly people or, or non-monogamous people, you know, it's not cheating. Like, yes, they can cheat, but they have to, they're just playing by different rules. But if they break their rules, they're cheating. You know, if, my ex, right. if my cheating ex and I, all, it's all if, relative. yeah, if I had sex with someone else without a condom, that would have been cheating because that would have gone against the terms of my relationship. Okay. You know, I was allowed to fuck other people. Right, but safe. Yeah, yeah. I just had to use a condom. That was, you know, our rules. Your yeah. rules are no fucking anyone. Right. Regardless. And that's. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd be fine with that if he did that. Like, I have this, like, really open mind. But I don't know if it came, push came to shove. I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Time will tell. Okay. Circle back with me in a couple years. (laughs) We can do that. Um, (laughs) To circle back, uh, there's a fun... You got... uh, Well, one, there was was another time we hooked up, like, actually, I think it was like a week or a few days later, I came Uh back... um, But there was a... You you saw me my sophomore... My junior year of college. Oh, my God. When you did the Naked Comedy. When I did the Naked Comedy show. And you said that something about beer goggles and me and i was like fuck you billy like what you and your girlfriends fuck? came down to the naked comedy show yeah. my junior year it was a show i booked just because like i i was brand new to comedy it's not like i had was picking what spots i got right and this guy was like yeah i'll throw you up if you take your clothes off i was like i can do that right, right okay. and this uh so and I was, you're a hustler yeah i was webcamming at the time i was like okay like i've already been naked in a performative aspect yeah just now i won't get paid for it right uh and i don't have to come that's cool yep uh but i come i told you hey do a naked comedy show you should come down and she, yeah she brought friends from forum i was up first on the lineup and the host, Andy O'Fight, she comes up and he is naked and he does his whole fucking thing. And then I came out and I did my jokes. And I went backstage and I had a text from you. And you were like, I didn't know you were going to be fucking naked. <laughs> I was like, well, like, it's the naked comedy I show. Know, I was sitting down and my and my friends were all like, holy shit, is he going to be naked? And I was like, I don't think so. I think maybe it's just like the host. Or- did y'all not realize this? when? And then you <laughs> came on stage and I was like, oh, fuck. Yes. Yes, he is naked. Yep. That's. That's him up there. When did when did y'all feel? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you, you texted me back. You were like, I thought you meant like naked meant like it's gonna be like raw and edgy and honest. Like it's naked. It's emotionally naked. What an idiot! <laughs> what an idiot. That's so embarrassing. That was one of my more favorite go out and get drinks afterwards uh, situations. Oh my god! Yeah, and okay, I have to say something really quick about those Please? comedians um, that you were with. I was like really shocked and somewhat saddened by how kind of dark and brooding they were as a group but they were all hilarious did we bring comics with us to drinks yes oh god and i was like oh this is gonna be a funny night you know because we're with comics and there was like this sense of like sadness among them and i don't know if that's all as like all comics like in real life are just like actually a little bit darker i don't know i think we're happy we we i mean i'll speak from personal experience i can deal with certain tragedy or deal with sad feelings by finding the funny in them. Right. So if I'm going through a breakup, if I can write jokes about my breakup and not jokes like, Oh, let me shit on my ex. Right, okay. <laughs> like I had an, my most recent ex is genderqueer. Okay. And so, what does that mean? sorry, they, you know, I don't even totally get it either. Okay. Oh, that's but, cool. That makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. I'll put this way. I don't get the difference between genderqueer, non-binary, gender non-conforming. It's fine. I'll figure it out eventually. Right. We'll Google. But, but the, the key part was that like, they didn't feel one. They use they them pronouns, okay, because they don't feel like a boy all the time. They don't feel like a girl all the time. Okay, um, they had a had a pussy, so like okay. to answer that. But it just that was where they were at. And I'm like, okay, I'll figure this out along the way. But and you liked 
this person a lot. Oh, I love this person. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I fell in love with them and then we get big, big fight and I got dumped on Super Bowl Sunday. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. okay. I, I'm, it's, we are far from February. So. Yeah. You're right. Time is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but like, you know, in the midst of that, like I'm thinking like I'm, I'm horrified and I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I think of is this joke where I go like, I just got dumped by my my ex, but uh, but my ex is genderqueer, which I argue makes the whole thing worse. Because in order to respect their preferred pronouns, it sounds like I got rejected by a gang of people. She didn't like that. He sorry, this person didn't like that. They, yeah, they didn't like. They that. didn't like that exactly. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I don't care if they like it or not. Uh, but it's just the idea of like that cheered me up. Okay, that that because I'm not knock. I'm not making fun of my ex. I'm no. just like I am finding some funny. You're in funny this, in, in, in the situation in general, not them specifically. Yeah, to like you know, if I'm gonna like live tweet a Trump fucking presidential address. It's not always just to do it just because. Sometimes just because, like, fucking, I don't know. I gotta find something funny in all this to survive. So right. you know, if I have a, I have a traumatizing view on my childhood, uh, socially with kids and and whatnot. Right. So let me make fun of make let me make bullying jokes because that's gonna make me feel better. Okay, I feel yeah. you. But but hanging out with comics can be very jarring. Yeah, and I was because like, we can just get, talk about. You'll be like, why are they talking about suicide like so dark happily? and like? I mean, they were funny, but in this like really sad <laughs> way. And I was like, this is Bunch some of sad heavy clowns. shit. Yes, yeah. I was like, not the night I thought I was gonna have, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes potentially offensive. Oops. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a part, I think I part me had a weird fantasy in my head. It was like, oh, maybe I'll do this naked show, and then like one of Jean's friends will want to like hook up with me. Oh, that's what you thought. I don't know. That's adorable. It's adorable. Look, yeah. in college, that's when I went wild because I finally realized I that you had a girl, like a serious girlfriend. My freshman year and just the freshman year. Okay, it was okay. the woman that, you know, I was supposed to lose my virginity to. Right. And and the story for that, you know, how that f- closed itself up that we still ended up dating was that she was in like Czechoslovakia or something. And that I know that's not even a country anymore. But she was somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Okay. And and that's when I came up for the the two times I came up to your place. And when she got back, I didn't say anything yet. I mean, mine was like, we didn't have a rule to not fuck other people. Right. So I didn't break a rule. I don't have to disclose. She didn't ask yet. Okay. But then there was one night in like August. She, we're making out. We were going to go to a party that night. And we're making out. And she stopped me and she said, hey, I think I'm ready. And, and I'm like, to, to go to, to go the party? Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, I don't yeah. She's like, no, 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 like, I'm ready. And I think she, like, glanced down at us, like, lying in the bed as she, like, and then yeah. looked back up. And I was like, oh, you mean that? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I knew this was going to be a big deal um, for her. And it was like, okay, cool. Uh, she's like, yeah, after the party, like, let's come back to my place. I'm like, all right. And then in my mind, I'm like, fuck, like, I got to tell her. Oh, this is- I was, I was like, I gotta tell. Like, I, I mean, can't- I guess this is a horrible time to tell her, but it's also the only time to tell her. I, I have to. She thinks she, she has a fairy tale. Right. I, she doesn't want to find it six months later. That's right. So, and although, like, technically, I'd be within my rights to not disclose because she didn't ask me. Right. Right. But when we pulled up to the party, we're outside the house um, in the car. I said, hey, I got to tell you something. I can't believe I'm the villain in this story. Okay, I don't know that you're a villain. Other than it feels you're, pretty shitty. I, I'll put it this way. I, I, phrased, uh, <laughs> I phrased it to somebody as like, 
I said uh, the woman who took my virginity. I was like, the woman who insisted upon my virginity. <laughs> oh, my God. This isn't terrible. <laughs> it's okay. There is a, there's worse women in my life who've done worse. So okay, great, 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 great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't take the dick. You, um, you, you were very insistent yeah, upon I it. Yeah, I was persuasive. I was like a salesperson. You got my consent. There's yeah. It's time for the fan whore appreciation moment. All right. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give some shout outs. To a couple of my fan whores on Patreon. You know, the fine folks who are supporting this podcast, making it happen, making it possible for me to not have a a day job eating up my time so I can focus on giving y'all a great show. Shout out right now to Orr Zeisberg. Uh, I think my lone Israeli listener. Um, If there's any more Israeli listeners out there, shoot me an email. I want to know that you exist. But right now, or thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for your support. And uh, shout out to Devon Knapp. Thank you so much. Uh, Devon is a super cute mom. Kind of looked her up. And uh, (laughs) uh, also Devon's a cute name. Like, it's a cute name for a cute mom. And I'm so happy that you're supporting this cute old fella with his podcast. And YouTube can become a member for as little as $1 per month. And for that dollar, oh my, you get bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast. You get access to my super secret fan whore community, The Champagne Room on Facebook, and a shout out on the show. Not to mention, I just posted a nude picture of me from the nude beach. So if you, if you want to see what my peen looks like, it costs literally $1. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Become a member today. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. If we reach $1,500 pledged by August, Billy gonna get his nipples pierced. And now let's wrap up with Gene. Oh my gosh, I had a woman on the show once though who um, we started it. I went to go hit record and I was like, hey, is there anything you want to talk about? And she was like, we'd only slept together once. We went one day. We had sex at night. Um, I wasn't a fan of having sex at night, but similar to you in that just like saying like kind of just was like, ah, but she was a little bit more badgering and you just kind of, I was like, I think I was a little intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So by me. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. In like a good way. And yeah. it's like, oh, she knows. She says so. Okay. I think she I was like. She knows stuff. <laughs> she knows stuff I don't know. So this woman says, I want to talk about that night. I, I turned to hit the record button. I turned back and she's in full tears. So I'm like, oh, hold up. What's going on? And after I find out what it is, I'm like, can I hit record so we could talk about this right now? She's like, yeah. yeah. She said, and this we had gone that day two and a half years prior. She's like, I thought I raped you. Oh, my God. She, uh, she. She said, like, yeah, I used to never think, like, men could be raped, blah, blah, blah. And then I have no – and then she's like, but then I dated a guy who had been raped by a woman. And then I thought, like, oh, no way. Uh, and then she remembered our night and how she was kind of badgering me, like, please, yeah. like, come on. I really want to fuck you. I really want – and then I kind of finally was like, fine. Right. I'll fuck you. Yeah. And she thought that that Aww. was ra- – and so she's in full tears. And I was like, oh, honey, like, no, you totally – Got my consent. Yeah, uh, yeah, badgered yeah. me into it, but got it. Right, right, right. Is valid. It, yeah, it's, it holds up in court. Yep, holds up in court. <laughs> holds up in court. Two Very things. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and that really, and then I had to tell her about the time I did get raped just to calm her down. Oh, so that yeah. I was like, don't worry, no, no, someone actually did, we'll and it's very about that off. Very off different line. from you. Sure, sure. Yeah. And she was uh, so she was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank God, I thank God someone did, and it wasn't me. <laughs> Great answer. Remember that whole dark humor thing we were talking yes. about? Yeah. 
because I could, I could be dramatized by it, but I've found enough funny things right, to right, right. be like mildly okay. Yeah, I think that's um, good. So yeah, so <laughs> you're not the villain. But anyways, okay, so we're outside the party. And I'm telling him like, hey, I've got to tell you something. And like, obviously, that's not a good sentence starter. Ever. Right. That's like never been you followed never by good things. You never want to hear There's that. There's never been, babe, I got to tell you something where I've turned the car off and the music off. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there's no flowers in the backseat. Like, this is this bad scenario. And so she's already looking worried. And I'm like, hey, I, uh, when you were in Europe, um, I, there's, a, there's this girl I was talking to. And I ended up going up to, you know, where she, she threw a party. I went up there and we ended up having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she just started crying. Oh, my God. Full tears. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Isn't it weird that, like, sorry, real quick, Please? isn't it weird that you can be a part of something like this in someone's life and have no idea? Like, yeah. you're part of this story. Like, I, I yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this, I had no idea. And, yeah, you had no idea that in her head, she doesn't know who you are, what you look right. like, but she's now imagined a person who is Jean. Right. That fucked this guy that she's fallen in love with. Yeah. That she has just offered her body to for the and first And me, time. I was just like, this is just summer fun. This is yeah. just, okay. It's, like, it's, it's wild, wild how these things are all connected. Yeah. Um, and then I, and then I had to, you know, I had to like do a lot of, uh, mea culpa mm-hmm. and, and do some reassurances and stuff. I mean, her big thing was she was worried like about it meaning something to me. That was a big thing for yeah. her because like she was in love with me. I right. was in love with her. And you she were was, like, no. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this is a woman I was told to, I should be making out with. Right. 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 Um, and Kelsey, that's the thing. Kelsey has no so, idea that you this You know what? Kelsey's connected. really the villain. <laughs> that's it. But that's the thing. Kelsey has no idea that uh, about what the experience was like. And Kelsey also has no idea that it ended up almost causing this relationship to even never happen. And why how they all connect? But you continue dating afterwards. Well, we went to we, – she, she when I showed her that, like, look, it didn't mean anything to me. Uh, we I, we used a condom. Yep. That was another big thing. Yep. Um, I was like, I didn't know how to put it on. But, like, she put it on. So it was used. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a slut. Yep. <laughs> not a slut. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then we went to the party, and then afterwards, like, we did go and we had sex. And I took her virginity while yep. Guster was playing. Oh, what's such a where were you at the time? Was this in New York? This is in her, this is in Jersey, in our hometown. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She, she picked the playlist that feels very like mid 2000s to me, you know. Yeah, uh, I know the only song I know for sure was playing that night was Satellite. Yeah, I don't remember anything else, okay. but yeah, That's um, <laughs> sad and adorable at the same time. Yeah, that story. Yeah, it's it's wild those yeah. things. What was your first breakup like? Um my first what is that? Um my first breakup was with that that Starbucks barista guy. Um he I went away on vacation to Mexico with my girlfriends and when I came back he had asked this other girl to prom. What um, a man skank he is. Devastated and <laughs> I took a gallon of milk and poured it all over his car in Yo. the parking lot. Um was my so, baller move of two thousand six, seven? Something about suburban high school girls, y'all have Vindictive. So, vindictive. Very vindictive. Y'all also f- have this like weird confidence to damage people's property. Hundred percent. Like, that you don't deserve to right, have. Exactly. Like you don't realize like you'll key a car and not realize like how much keying a car costs a person. No, no clue. Zero <laughs> clue. Um yeah, I was like so devastated because the girl that he took was so mean. And I was like, listen, I don't think I'm perfect, but I know I'm fucking nicer than her. She was terrible. Um I guess that was like my first breakup, but then I would say my real first bad breakup was in college, like 
years later. Yeah. That was like actually devastating and really. And how so? Um, we just were like, it, ha- it was like, I always uh, compare it to like a match. Like it went on very fast and very off, very, very fast. Um, mm. we just were like, you know, very in love quickly. And he was like, he was out of college. So like, I kind of thought he was this like older guy, had his life together and it was like very exciting. And, um, and I think we just had a, two ideas about what our lives should be. He was like, very much get married, have, you know, women stays home, women stays home. She has children. Like we're, I'm never leaving Long Island. Like this is my life. And I was, you know, a little bit more like wanted to explore life and whatever. And so it, it ended really horribly. And we got into this one, but we had sex. And then right after we had sex, he broke up with me while we were still in bed. And it was still just, naked. Yeah. And I was just Ew. Like, devastated. Ew. Yeah. It was terrible. Oh. And I, he had given me this like clattering, not even Irish. I don't know why I took it, but anyways, he <laughs> gave it to me and I like threw it at his head and I, you know, he would not speak to me afterwards. I mean, like imagine making it- Fuck that. You shouldn't speak to him afterwards. I know. And that was the thing at the time. I was so like fragile and like, I don't know, just heartbroken, but he would not speak to me, which is so fucked up thing to do to someone, to be with someone for like almost a year and like, but like, you know, do everything together. And then just one day be like, and we're never speaking again. It was like a death, you know, because yeah. I wasn't allowed to speak to him and he didn't go to my school. So I couldn't go see him. I didn't have a car. Um, so I, and then I actually met my husband like six months after that breakup, but, um, it was really bad. A relationship really is kind of like a life that like it, it bursts, it lives and then it does it die and it needs to also be mourned. Yeah. Like a death. That's, it was like a death to me. And I couldn't, I was trying to explain it to people and I'm like, imagine just like being completely denied access to someone who you were like so in love with because they just refuse to speak to you yeah. and they have that control over you because they know how much you love them and so i like had to go to therapy because i was just like so like i didn't understand i was just too young to get it uh mm-hmm. i get it now but yeah sure. it was very sad wow yeah you say you're worried that like uh your husband's like lack of experience variety i mean how much experience did you really have like before him, that i had yeah, was him? it like really i mean i had slept with definitely more people than him um and i had dated more than sure. i just gone on more dates like i just had met more people well i guess where i'm going with this is like do you think or do you worry or you or think that you might at some point get a curiosity for the things you didn't get to experience yet right. either um because i don't i don't care who you are at 21 unless you're going to sex parties i yeah. don't think you have gotten an amount of experience no i to, agree with you but yeah. i don't know that that's it's just not that important to me sure and I know that's, I know you're probably the audience is listening. This is like, what the fuck? Oh. I mean, I love to have sex and I love my husband, but like, I guess sex has never been that much of a priority to me, mm. especially as I've gotten older. And maybe that'll change. And if it does, then I guess we'll have to talk about it and I'll have to tell him how I'm feeling. But it just, ha- it just has, it's not there right now. And I'm not saying it won't ever because I've definitely got, I've, my dad in my wedding speech said to, to my husband, um, you know, I hope you're along for the ride more or less because Jean's always sort of changing, not always in great ways, but she's always changing. So, you know, I hope you can kind of like weather these. So I think maybe one day I'll feel like, oh, shit, did I not do enough of this? Yeah. But I don't feel that right now. And it's just not on my radar. That's wonderful. And you also seem to have a surprisingly healthy attitude towards like the malleability of a relationship contract. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, every year it's like a different stage of our relationship and it's Mm. like a different – you can tell the differences in the way – and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Um, But if – I mean, I I like the notion of sticking things out. Mm. And not not, – I don't mean like suffer, like whatever. I just know that things go up and down and – generally they go back up again and if they don't yeah you should leave 
but they generally do. Hmm. That's fantastic. I'm making the wave motion. Yeah, she's making the wave yeah. motion. Yeah. Rolling with the exactly. homies. And right now I'm rolling, feeling great, <laughs> feeling good. Oh, Jean, I'm so glad you did this. Yeah, um, actually, I, I w- super into it. Good. Yeah, I'm, if you ever want me back, I'm here. I'll hold you to it. Okay. Um, I I wasn't sure how this was gonna go. Yeah, I was very nervous. Uh, how how this been good for you? Was it good for you? Was I it better mean, than no? It's, it was seven good for seconds me. of bliss. It just makes. <laughs> I mean, I'm bummed about your memory of it, but I'm also this was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this That's was it. fun, and you seem uh, you seem happy. You yeah. seem with Super have happy. a guy that you're you're thrilled about yeah, who goes skydiving shit. and he's lets you. Talk to some fucking weirdo who yeah. is like, I know we had sex 11 years ago. Right. Can we talk about it now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think we all should do this. It's great. Yeah, Good for your soul. This is fantastic. Well, Gene, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Bye, guys. Or any other, do you have any parting words or thoughts? Do have any parting words? Um, no, hope you guys enjoyed this and it was a complete waste of your time. <laughs> okay. Later. Bye. For uh, for those of you who might be wondering, uh, we mentioned Sarah, right? Her her friend Sarah, who she had no idea I made out with. Uh, Sarah has been on the podcast, as we said. She is episode one thirty. Maybe you want to refresh her. Maybe you missed that one. It's a pretty cool one. Uh, so go check that out. I think that it's titled "Fingering and Other Love Poems." <laughs> um, people, again, my nipples. There's a hit out on my nipples. We've got three weeks to get $600 more pledged to the Manor Podcast Patreon page. Be a part of that change. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Become a patron. Um, at Mr. Alexander on Twitter says, My thirst got the better of me. I'm a patron. Why did it take me so long? Um, that's in reference to, to checking out my naked body. Little little snapshot of me on the nude beach at Gunnison <laughs> that I posted there. Again, patreon.com slash Podcast. Support the show. Hashtag pay for your content. Get great rewards. Uh, and then also, go get your tickets for uh, the Manor Podcast Presents Comedy Show on August 3rd at Lucky Jack's or the Manor Podcast Live Taping on August 4th at the Actors Theater Workshop. Go to manwhorepod.com slash comedy or manwhorepod.com slash live, respectively, to get your ticket today. There is limited seating. Otherwise, you know how to email me. You know where to follow me on the internet. I just wanted to stress one more time. Um, supporting me on Patreon really does keep the lights open, allows me to do what it is that I'm doing full time. The more that we have pledged on Patreon, the less I have to do other odd jobs that take away my focus from stand-up comedy and this show. So if you can find $1, like in the cup holder of your car, in the junk drawer in your kitchen, under the, the, the cushions of your mattress, then you know what? That's probably a dollar you could part with. And that dollar goes a long way for me, especially if we can multiply that by thousands of listeners. Again, the website is patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Man Whore Podcast. Because if you can't empty out a dollar for me, uh, well, then you're not going to be able to afford next week's guest. I've got on a male escort, Anthony Asante. Going to introduce you all to him in a little bit, but until then, stay slutty. Stay slutty.